Today we're talking about disengagement in the workplace and how that leads to sex, drugs, and rock and roll. Welcome to Akrina and Kirsten Get to Work. I'm Karina Hoyer. And I'm Kirsten Barron. And gosh, we're happy you're here. We're so glad you're here. We're glad you're listening, and we're glad you're working. You know, this show is about women and work and empowering women to create situations in their workplace that make them feel satisfied and successful and happy and energized and engaged. What am I missing, Kirsten? Well, we're missing one nine hundred Krina Hoyer. <laughs> if anybody has noticed, Krina's voice is an octave lower today. She has a bit of a cold, and so there'll be a one nine hundred number at the end of the show. Part of, I know, isn't that funny? You know who I sound like? It sounds great. Actually. I sound like some old somebody's old grandma who's had like a no. pack a day. It's hey, like a sultry hey, singer. So let me tell you. Let me tell you about the cigarettes I had last night. Yeah, I know. It's sad. Let's not talk about my voice anymore. Tell me. What's new with you? Okay, I have to say, this has been such an interesting past week for me. My beloved husband, Steve, curates the news for me. And so he sends me articles that he think I'm he thinks I'd be interested in. He knows I like care about criminal justice and women in the workplace. And so if he sees these things, he'll send them to me. And he knows I'm kind of a tidy person. I like this. I mean, I can't there are probably a few people who have not heard of Marie Kondo, The Art of Tidying, New York Times bestseller. She has a Netflix show. I mean, she's just really this very interesting, remarkable woman about keeping our lives neat and tidy. But she's fun- taking the US by storm. She's taken the U.S. by storm. She's just amazing. But And the thing about Marie Kondo is that she doesn't want you to spend time or energy taking care of things you don't absolutely love or need. Mm-hmm. So coming back to my beloved Steve, he sent me an article from Outside Magazine that said, how to Marie Kondo your head. Oh. And I was like, hmm, interesting. Quick summary. You define the things that are in your life that you value the most. Then you analyze how you spend your time, and you figure out whether or not those two things line up. And then you go through that list, and just like Marie Kondo says, you examine everything. Do you have to do it? Do you really have to do it? Or does it bring you joy? And if the answer is not yes to one of the, out it goes. Kirsten, I love it. So mm-hmm. you did this. I did a lot of math, a lot of numbers. Like there's 480 waking hours in a week. How many hours do I want to spend exercising? How much time do I have to volunteer? Do I need more time? And the short answer to my two and a half hours of chicken scratch and math and values was that I need to reduce by 40 hours a month. Oh, my god! I had to get rid of 40 hours of activity a month. Can you just sleep less? No. That was the thing. If you really have the thing you value in your life, yeah. I know it's shocking, Karina, but you don't give up your well-being. Mm-hmm. You don't give up your well-being, right? So I spent this weekend doing that, and now I am in the process of executing uh, you know, it's like you know, taking the taking the extra sweaters to the goodwill. Yeah, it, yeah, from your head. From my head. I wish it were that easy. So tell me, give me a little. Thing. Oh, somebody called me up and asked me to do some pro bono work. This very interesting art group last week. Kirsten, we've heard that you do this pro bono work for uh, nonprofits. Will you help us? And I just said to him, 
I am so sorry you didn't call me last week. Oh my! Because I probably would have said yes, yeah. but this week I got to say no. So this is your so so you're you're trimming your. Somebody called me and said, Kirsten, will you please speak at this event? We're having a fundraiser. We'd love to have you speak. And I said, I'm going to have to take a pass. No. And she wrote back and she said, I'm so disappointed. You're going to be at the event anyway. Why won't you speak? Oh no, <laughs> that's funny. Oh, because I can just because it doesn't take any extra time at all to And I wrote back and I said, you know, actually, for every hour I speak, it takes me at least three hours to prepare. So if you want me to speak for an hour, it takes me at least and probably more actually. Oh my gosh, it's been super exciting. That is so awesome. And so I, how you spend your time? And I've got. I will tell you, I've gotten a lot of shit from people because I keep saying. I Marie Kondo'd my life. And people look at me and they're like, no, you cannot use Marie Kondo as a verb. I, I think I said that. You do, everybody day. said it to me. But yeah. it's so easy. It's like when you say to people, I Marie Kondo'd my life. Yeah. Right? And I just did. It's like she tells you, put everything in your life in a big pile in the middle of the room and go through it. And you, that's what I did. It's interesting, too, because you, I, the last time I saw you, well, I think it was yesterday, I said, my gosh, you look so relaxed. You're so mm -hmm. relaxed. I had such What's a cute outfit on. Oh, God, my hair were, was done. Oh, yeah. yeah. It was, and you said Makeup. I Marie, Kondo, Marie Kondo'd my life. Mm -hmm. And it did. It really did manifest itself physically. You had a yes, different air about you. You had a lighter, a lighter air, air. It's like I got rid of stuff. Just like when you go through the Marie Kondo process. You got rid of mental stuff. Yeah, outside magazine. And what do you think the ultimate goal is? Is it um, happiness? What's the ultimate goal? So I think it's what, in the beginning that we talk about, it's about ease and joy. Ease, joy, meaning. I think that's what we're out for, right, in this yeah, life? Yeah. We're out for ease. We're out for joy. We're out for meaning. And I think... What does that mean to people? For me, it's about my own well-being. It's about love and connection with friends. It's about fun, curiosity, creativity. And everybody has different meanings of that, right? So you got to yeah. figure out what that is first to kind of, oh, my God, I'm getting super serious. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <clears throat> yeah. Let me stop myself. <laughs> I love it, though. Well, you're going for quality over quantity. Mm -hmm. You're really going for mm -hmm. quality over quantity. Mm -hmm. And it's going to allow you, it has allowed you, even in just a few, whatever it has been, a couple of days, to kind of reevaluate where you Certainly, engage. It's been almost 10 days, actually. 10 days? I'm 10 days into my Sorry, I'm late condom. in the game. I just heard about it yesterday. Do you think it is also going to help you, yeah, quality over quantity, mm -hmm. and then also decide kind of what you're going to engage with and how engaged you're yes. going to be? It gives me, it's been, I mean, mm -hmm. I've always had paradigms to evaluate what I'm going to say yes and no to, but I think in the past, I've been, is this a good thing for the world? Mm -hmm. And I've said yes. If it's a good thing for the world, good thing for my community, I'm like all in. And what I've realized is, you know, I just need, there's more to, there's more for me to think about than just that. Not only is it good for the world, but is it good for Kirsten? Yeah. Now it's like, is it good for Kirsten? I love that. And I'm just, look, check out this ninja move I'm about to do. Go ninja. Do you think that the exercise you did helps you be more engaged at work? Totally. It, <laughs> Do you see what nice I just did there? Transition into transition our subject. Into our topic for the day, <laughs> which actually. This is about, okay, we, we're talking about how you spend your time and what you do. Yeah. And so my Marie Kondo exercise does in some weird way relate to what we're talking about today. Yeah. And what you do. Okay, so, yes. How engaged are you in your life, right? What now, I, but today, the subject is how engaged are you at, at work? work. And what I will say about that process when I went through it was— I am engaged at work. I do like my work. I wasn't like, I got to get rid of this or rid of that with my work. It was other stuff. Yeah. So I am, feel really fortunate to be engaged at work. But 
Here's what's super interesting. I read recently the 2018 Gallup poll that came out. It's fascinating. State of the American Workplace. They do it every year, and I encourage people to read it. Okay, so this is the craziest thing. 70% of the workforce in the U.S.? In the United States of America is disengaged at work. (laughs) No, 70%. I want you to imagine... (sighs) Look seven around. out of ten. Seven out of ten people. Everybody who's listening, you're at work. Look around you. Seven of the ten people you work with are disengaged. And here's what's even crazier. 19% of those people are actively disengaged, meaning they are doing things to get in the way of the work. They are sabotaging work. They're not showing up for work. They're creating problems. And half of the people in the workplace are actually, more than half, it's like 52%, are actually so disengaged they're looking to leave their workplace. Really? Yeah, which we know the cost of turnover is very, very high. Did, um? oh my gosh, it is. Yeah, retain your employees. Right, retain so your important. employees. But it was just insanity to me to think, and by the way, the level of engagement is slightly higher than it was last year. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, so it was even higher last year. I wonder year. if when they're determining this, when they're coming up with these numbers, are they asking people, are you engaged to work, yes or no? Or are they asking a whole bunch of different questions that lead them to those conclusions? They're asking a whole bunch of different questions that lead to those conclusions about their experiences at work. Like, are you excited to go into work? Do you have something interesting to work on? Does your boss recognize you know, your work? Do you feel like you have education? opportunities, promotional opportunities. They ask all of these questions. So it's like, I think that they interview like 64,000 people and then Goodness. pull in all these other different kinds of surveys. And But I was so shocked to think that 70% of people are spending eight hours a day basically doing nothing. <laughs> like I was like, oh. or, or else like just not like, you know what I mean? Just showing up, just phoning it in, just phoning it okay, in. Okay, and I've done it. I've done it. Have you ever done that? Like, have you ever just like, no, you know you're disengaged, but you're still doing it? You're still there? No. Really? You see, I want to tell you why that is. I think because I'm a lawyer, I'm always a little afraid I'm going to make a mistake, so I can never be fully disengaged. I can never be disengaged. I think that there is a, is it, I feel like my, the fear factor, especially as a younger lawyer, I was like, wow, oh my God, I'm going to make a mistake. But that's not the experience people want either. I would not say that the fear factor is what we're going for here. Mm-hmm. So disengagement in the workplace. So, I mean, we. what was your experience? Oh, my goodness. Well, I can tell you several stories I am not proud to say. I just think there are times in everyone's career where you're just a little bit checked out. So for me, this was a while. <laughs> I'm not saying it's okay. I'm not proud of it. Don't give me that look. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, Sorry. Yeah, but the the... I was in a I was in a workplace that was really it was a tough it was a hard time. They were going through major leadership transition and it was a kind of one of those toxic work environments that, you know, I think a lot of people have are are currently in where you kind of have to force yourself to go to work every day. And in my position I had a lot of people who worked for me or around me or I was seen as somebody who they could lean on. And so day just day so in. So you were not in a leadership position, but people just gravitated towards you. Yeah, I was in a leadership position, but even people who were in my department gravitated okay. towards me. So I was somebody who they saw as sort of a trusted, trusted, you know, ear. And it was so bad that people wanted to talk about how bad it was at work all the time. And they wanted to talk to me about it. 
And so my day in and day out, for months, my door felt like this revolving door where people were coming in and just complaining about what was happening. And I realized that I wasn't getting any work done anyway. So I might as well just release myself to the fact that this is good. This is my job. My job right now is to not do my job. My job is to actually listen to all of these people that are complaining. And so, and I am not joking. I brought a like 500 piece jigsaw puzzle to work and set it out on my conference room table and I sat on one chair in you know consistently in one spot and did this jigsaw puzzle in your office in my office during work hours during work hours I sat did the jigsaw puzzle didn't pay as close attention to work as I should mm-hmm. and I just let the people rotate through and, and what did the jigsaw puzzle do for you talk for to me. Why, why the jigsaw puzzle? I think I needed some other kind of stimulation. I knew that I needed to be listening. So maybe you could say I was engaged at work because I was engaging with my coworkers right, listening. Right. But I mean, here I am actively avoiding what I needed to do on a daily basis. I just sat and sat and did a jigsaw puzzle and listened to Which is a very complain. soothing, that's a very self-soothing activity, yeah. the jigsaw puzzle. So I can see people downloading on you their negativity or their bad feelings about, you know, the leadership of the organization. Yeah. And you saying, I'm just going to do this puzzle. I'm just going to sit here and do yeah. this puzzle. But, you know, I think other people display even like even more okay. shocking mm-hmm. behaviors when they're disengaged Can I ask you, before we move on to shocking behaviors, which, of course, I love anything shocking, especially yeah. behaviors, the human animal, so interesting. Did anybody call you out on that and say, Karina, WTF is with the puzzle on your table? No. That, okay, so that you can say that there's some dysfunction there, right? Yeah, there was some serious dysfunction. Yeah, certainly not my supervisor. And this is the interesting interplay that I find, the the interplay of dysfunction and disengagement. Like, what starts what? What creates what? Yeah. It's like chicken and egg to me. Yeah. It's like chicken and egg. Well, let me tell you, dysfunction led to disengagement. Disengagement. Wait, no, I'm not sure that is the case. But I will tell you that the reason nobody called me on it was because my supervisor was disengaged. Okay. That was the biggest issue. Like he, yeah, he was dis- disengaged and dysfunctional. Therefore, I was like, well, in my, you know, my work as a lawyer, I do a lot of employment work, as you know. People call me with disciplinary problems, so I see the effects of disengagement in the workplace all the time, really through discipline, right? So this is things that are actually. I have had, I had one client who had an employee who kept a mattress, a pillow and a blanket behind his bookshelf. And he would just pull it out in his office, lock the door, and sleep. And people would knock on his door, and he would tell them to go away. And no one did a thing about it. He slept like that for three years before somebody actually came in and caught him. He was disengaged. Mm -hmm. He was disengaged. (laughs) He was disengaged. So there's sleeping, sleeping and napping. That's disengagement. Mapping is disengagement, yeah. I'm going to go out on a limb here and say sex. Oh. While it feels like it might be one of the more engaging things to do at work, I'm going to say it probably is a reflection. If you're having sex at work. If you're having sex at work, (laughs) you're disengaged with your work. I had one employer who um, had employees who allegedly, I don't know if this is true, allegedly had sex in the broom closet, ouch, 70 times. The one of the one of the participants, shall we say, reported 70. I was like, hmm. Who wait. 
Is so, it on their calendar? They keep in track? I, I did not ask that question. I did not delve deeply because I was so shocked. I just didn't even know. I mean, I knew people had sex in the workplace. And I know that I'm sure people have sex in the broom closet. Ouch. Right? But I was like, 70 times. Wow. That's a lot. That's I'm thinking you're not doing your job. That Gallup is going to say you're disengaged. <laughs> I'm going to say that for sure. Okay. What about, oh, internet surfing? Oh, lots of internet surfing. It's shopping. Yeah. Yep, internet shopping. Okay, what if I, I am guilty of that sometimes. Like, I need a brain break. No, no, I'm no, popping that's over. different. Brain break is different. 10 minutes, 15 minutes, doing your thing. Maybe you get up and get a cup of coffee and chat, whatever. I mean, that's a different deal. I'm talking, oh my gosh. Chat rooms? Chat rooms, bad. Reddit, bad. <laughs> I was talking to somebody about the topic of this episode recently, and he said to me, Oh my gosh, I'm in an open work area and there's this guy who watches whole Netflix series on his computer. Just binge watches the- binge watches at work all day long. And I said to him, doesn't anybody say something right, to him? Right, I question the employer. Well, it's back to the puzzle. Right. What? Like yeah. when you walk into someone's office and they have like a puzzle on their desk or they're binge watching Netflix, I find it so fascinating. What people won't say anything about. Oh, um, oh, yeah. Oh, I have a funny story about someone who's so disengaged at work. He was internet shopping for a new job. <laughs> and he printed his resume off on the company printer. And the comp- and the owner of the company like was at the printer at the time that the resume <laughs> came firing up. I just think that's such a great story. Yeah, if you're shopping for a new job, you might be. You're dis- probably not You're doing disengaged your job. at work. Right. All right, what do we say? Sex? Sex, drugs, and rock Sex, and roll. Sex, drugs, and rock and roll. Yes. If you're, <laughs> if you're getting on, if those, if that's part of your work day for more than about ten or fifteen minutes, I'm gonna say check it. If sex is part of your work day for more than 15 minutes, it's, yes. if it's under 15, I'm, you're I'm fine. not gonna go. I'm not gonna be judgmental here. I'm not gonna be judgmental. Puzzles, sleeping, mm-hmm. reading, mm-hmm. just basically not doing your job, not just just doing anything but right. Anything but your job, and this this active because so that to me is more like of a passive disengagement when you're just not getting the job, getting not not getting the work of your employer done. What I what really is disturbing to me is this active disengagement. These 19% of people who are actively working to, like, get in the way of something. Like, they're spending—I mean, I'm going to even argue they're actively engaged in a negative way. Like sabotage? Yes, like sabotage. So I walked into my gym the other day, and there's two people who work at the front desk. And I couldn't find my little—you know, the little tab thing you put under the whatever— the little laser light, and I'm standing there trying to find it, and I watch the two workers. The phone is ringing. The woman who is standing next to the phone is not answering it. She's talking to another member, and the woman who is across the desk has to go over, and and I can see the woman across the desk, like, look over and say, you know, you're chatting. You're not doing your job. Can you pick up that phone? Yeah. Like, and finally, she just goes over, and I could see how frustrated she was picking up that phone because this woman, it wasn't like she was talking to a member about, like, what the member needed. She was just chatting because yeah. she wanted to, right? Yeah, about exactly. whatever. So I was like, that's so passive and aggressive. 
right? It was like super aggressive. Yeah. And so it's interesting. I see that. I saw that. I was like, wow, that's exactly what we're talking about. And this you week. said that that's, you called that a little bit more active disengagement. Yes. Like I am making a conscious decision to not do my job. I'm making a conscious decision to stay home, yes. even though I'm not sick. I'm going right. to call in sick, even though I'm not sick. Right. That's, that's more right. of that. Yeah. Especially when you know there's something at your job that you're supposed to do every day to make things happen, right? Which is probably like why we go to work. Because right. we're supposed to be making things happen. Yeah. Right. I'm not going to file the report even yeah. though I should. I'm okay. not going to show up with them. Oh, here's one, too. I think a lot of people do. I'm not going to give my opinion. Oh, passive. Yeah. I'm, oh, no. Never mind. I don't have anything to say. I have nothing yeah. to add. Never mind. Right. It's not my job. Yeah. I'm not going to say. That's some serious disengagement. Okay. Yeah. So those are those are big. Right. Those are obvious. Right. Those are like, yeah, red alerts. Red alerts. You're having sex at work. You're, you're sleeping at work. You're yeah, yeah. You're actively okay. So then there's this other. I think a little bit more. Let's nuanced. get yeah. Let's get more nuanced. Just n- so folks more can, nuanced. Yeah. I'm gonna say nuance about three more times. Sorry. <laughs> just, I love the word nuance. <laughs> I just cannot stop repeating myself today. Or you know what I really hate, honestly, granular. Like let's get more granular. Like that's what we're doing. We're getting more granular. Like digging down. Deeper. I love that. I was just looking I at you like because I like saying word. that granular. I just feel so. Pretentious when I say granular. I feel like a geologist. See, that's the difference between us. I know. That's okay, the only difference. That's the only one. So the, that's it. So this nuance, I'm going to say it again, of uh, disengagement. Yes. It was just like, huh, am I disengaged at work or not? Well, you can ask yourself some questions like, um, do I feel committed to the mission? Do I feel committed to what I'm doing or do I just feel like I'm kind of going through the motions? Um, do I feel like I'm in the loop? Do I feel like I'm well part informed? Of it. Part like of I'm it. Part of it. Yeah, part of the team, part of the group. Do I have access to the things that I need to do my job? Or can I get them? Do I, you know, do they exist? Can I get them? For me, too, like, is there something new for me to learn? Uh-huh. That's a big one for me. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. And am I, do I feel valued? Mm-hmm. Do, do I really? Um, and that goes back into being a contributor. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, do I feel recognized? Mm-hmm. Which we talked about that on one of the episodes too. Like yeah. that's one of those things that really people make people very upset is when others take credit for their work or they're not recognized for what they or they're do. not recognized for what they do. Oh yeah, it's really super irritating. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, and that leads to dis- disengagement. Yes, I think that's- and that was my question in the beginning. Dysfunction, disengagement. It's right. like chicken and the egg. Right. I think that sometimes dysfunction can create disengagement and disengagement can create dysfunction. Yeah. Right? It's just an interesting dynamic to watch in your own workplace as you look at the people around you and yourself. Yeah, exactly. And if, so if you're starting to feel disengaged, there's some serious dysfunction on the way, people. It's right around the corner. Other things like, do I believe that there are career opportunities for me in this company? Or do I really like, the? do I like my work? Do, as you're talking about this, I said to you before something that I need to correct now. I said to you, I've never been disengaged at work. And when you're talking about these questions, I can think of periods of time when I felt this way, and I would not have described it as disengagement until you just asked these questions. Mm-hmm. Like, I just felt like maybe what I was doing wasn't as meaningful or that I was a little bit bored. So even though I would never have characterized myself as disengaged, I think as you as I listen to your questions, I'm like, hmm, no, I've had periods of time when I was not satisfied and committed, for yeah. sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They just didn't manifest themselves in well, extreme ways. And I also would don't know that I would have characterized it that way. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and there are a lot of some companies actually do engagement surveys of their mm-hmm. employees, which I think is pretty smart. I do too. One of them, uh, and in fact, oddly enough, one uh, question in an engagement survey is, "Do you have friends at work?" Oh yeah, which I, you know, and we talked about we that talked in about the friends at work friends at work episode. But um, do you want to be my friend, Kirsten? I always want to be I your know. friend. Karina. That was the title of that, that was the podcast. Title. But you know, like, do you have? Do you feel personally engaged or personally invested? Right, and one of those measurements is: Do you have? And a actually, friend? sometimes when my relationships at work have been crossed or not as good as they had could have been, or there's been an issue or a concern, that's when I felt disengaged. Yeah, isn't that crazy? Like, oh, I don't know if I really belong here. And so, what's the cost of disengagement at work? Well, good night. If seven out of ten people are actively disengaged at work. I feel like there's some benefits, we, some productivity we could be there cranking up a notch There is absolutely some productivity we could be cranking up. And you know, I'm a great person to misstate facts, but I'm going to tell you, I think when I looked at the Gallup poll, it was some crazy number, like $11 billion, that the cost of disengagement in the workplace was $11 billion B dollars. Goodness. I'm not going to stand by that. I don't know how you would even measure that, but I'm going to take your it's word for Gallup it. It's the Gallup poll. The Gallup, the people like Gallup. It's the Gallup poll. Yeah. So if you're a manager, you got to get on top of this. Yes. It's you really do. Yeah. If you're a manager, don't you ignore those yeah. signals. Don't pretend like you don't see that person doing a puzzle. Don't pretend like you don't see that person playing solitaire on their computer. Don't. Pret- and you don't have to say to them, "Don't play solitaire." You can say, "Why are you playing solitaire?" You know what I mean? Like you have to discipline somebody. Get curious. Like, why are you binge watching Netflix? Okay, really? Because I would just shut a, shut that down. But no, I, I would ask why they're doing it because it's obvious that they shouldn't be stinking doing it. Like sometimes I'm like, don't state the obvious to people. It's obvious they know they shouldn't yeah, be. So curious. ask them, what's that about? Yeah. That's the more interesting question. Yeah, get on top of that though. Seriously, you got to nip it in the bud. Telling people to stop internet shopping. Can we but, just can we just stop for a second? Because I just, just said a, a phrase that I have a serious question about. Okay, good. I love serious questions. When I'm nipping it in the bud, oh yeah, I am going to a plant and I'm taking off the yes. bud and stunting the growth. Yes, stopping it. And you actually, by doing that, cause the growth to go elsewhere. Elsewhere, correct. Which is the productive place to go. Yes, and that's what we're looking for. I'm gonna just go out on a limb here and tell seven out of ten people that it's nip in the bud with a D, not nip in the butt. <laughs> <laughs> A common misstatement, which I think this is not a dog going after your hindquarters. We're talking about <laughs> nipping I a butt of a plant. I've never heard anybody say you listen closely. <laughs> you listen closely about whether they're using a D on the end of that word or two T's because it's nipping in the butt. Okay, I just had to just pause for a moment for have, nipping. We're in gonna the butt. have grammar corner. I'm just gonna. Every I love grammar episode. corner. You know, I love grammar corner. <laughs> let's let's dig into um, there, there, and there. Maybe in our next episode. We, yeah, there, there, and there. I love there, there, and there. Two, two, yeah. and mm-hmm. wait, two and two. There's only two twos. Uh, oh no, there are three. My mom was an editor in her real life. That was her real life profession. She edited stuff, so you can imagine what like. And she was a spelling bee champ, so you can imagine what living with her was like. Let's can, get her on. I this can show. talk about there, there, and there, two, two, and two all day long. Let's her get her mm-hmm. little red pen working on this show. Where do you put the semicolon? I'm in. All day. Are we talking semicolon? Okay. No, that- we're talking engagement. Let's get back to the topic. I'm not engaged. You in got this us topic off the topic anymore. with the butt. If you're <laughs> if you're always distracting your coworkers, you're not engaged. Like me in this episode. <laughs> no, I am totally engaged. In fact, I want to know. Okay, so what? 
So now I am, I hear myself. Mm -hmm. I hear myself in that. My goodness. All I do all day long is internet shop and have sex with my coworkers. How do I change? Playing a puzzle. (laughs) (laughs) How do I change? You know, honestly, here's the thing too. I mean, I just think there's a couple takeaways from this, right? Like, so your experience at work, is it disengagement? Maybe that's what it is. Maybe you don't like hate your job. Maybe you're just disengaged, right? Maybe you do actually like what you do, but for some other reason you're disengaged. Maybe you like your... Yeah, employer. Right, right. There's just this way of sorting through this. But for me, there's this also big piece of this, which is looking around at the people that work with me and just getting some affirmation, like just finding like, oh, yeah, I'm not alone. Not everybody, everybody's coworkers. There's people all over playing solitaire, just not my coworker, Mm -hmm. right? Sometimes you just feel like a unicorn, right? Like I'm surrounded by all these people who are doing all this crazy stuff, and it just really helps to know there's lots of it out there, right? (laughs) It's lots of crazy stuff out there. There's lots of crazy stuff out there. You are not alone, my friends. We need to ratchet back the crazy a little bit. 70% of people being disengaged is is problematic. problematic. Okay, so we found some suggestions about how to change that. Because you know, our, part of our, our deal here always is what can you do about it? Yeah. Don't be looking around. Look at yourself always. That's how we feel about it. So what it, what can you do to remedy or deal with your own disengagement? All right. Okay, here's have at one. it, Karina. Here's one. I want you to tell me, would this work for you if you were disengaged? Have a heart-to-heart discussion with your manager. Do you think you could do that? Do you think that would change it? There have been managers I've worked for that I absolutely could and have done that with, and then others I certainly couldn't have. So Mm -hmm. I think it really depends. But the one that I did have the conversation with was very helpful. Yeah. I don't feel challenged. I don't feel like Mm -hmm. I'm being utilized completely. I feel like my boss treats me like crapola. And by the way, the one time I did go in, I went in with a resignation letter in my pocket, and I didn't give it over. Yeah, because you – that's great. I figured it out. All right, here's another one. Ask for a challenging project. Mm-hmm. It's a great one. That's a scary one, though. I think that's scary for some. Yeah. Because if it's challenging, what if you fail? And, and you know, that's also about just, like, feeling comfortable. You have to have a workplace that where you feel comfortable, where you can be vulnerable, where you can try things out. But ask for something challenging you can dig your teeth in, sink your teeth into. Sink your teeth? Round nip it in the butt. Ask I think your mom. you dig your teeth into. Ask your into. mom. Do you dig it in or sink it? Ask for a challenge. Okay. Or um, ask for more accountability. Oh, again, scary. I need you watching me. I need more deadlines. I need more accountability in the workplace. I need to know what you expect of me. I need to know what you would like from me. Yeah. You know, is there something I'm not doing that you would like me to do? I have an employee who works for me who always says to me, is there something I'm not doing that she's new in the job? Okay. And so it's a great strategy. She walks in. She's like, is there something I'm not doing that you want me to do? I love that. And I just want to give her a big hug. And a raise, frankly. You should do I both. Did. Okay, one more, and then we got to wrap it up. We have to nip this in the butt. We have to put it <laughs> Revisit your career path. You know I love that. Oh, one. yeah, I know. You know That's what? Sometimes big. you That's can't big. fix it. Sometimes no. you mm-hmm. can't fix it. Sometimes mm-hmm. you just need to move on. Revisit mm-hmm. your career path. Mm-hmm. Is this really the right thing for you? And if it's not, do yourself and your coworkers a favor. Because, frankly, your disengagement's going to lead to dysfunction. And as we know from the Gallup poll, that is 52% of the people out there. So you are not alone if that's what you need to do. Yeah. Just don't print off your resume at work. You do, yeah. Yeah, go home. Yeah, make that. Go to Kinko's. <laughs> go somewhere else. Don't print it off so that your boss can grab it off the printer. Yeah, yeah. Thank you for being part of this show. I absolutely love it. And I cannot believe, I think my biggest learning, honestly, today is... All the crazy stuff that people pull All the crazy off at stuff work. people pull off work. It's crazy. As I said, sex, drugs, and rock and roll. 
And to everybody out there listening, as we always say, thanks for going to work. Thanks for making it happen. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Get to work. And I mean really work. Really, for real. Don't go to work and be disengaged. Just can you get to work and be engaged? (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Well, that was fun. If you liked that episode, find us on Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Also, take a look at our website at yougettowork.com. Thanks for listening. Karina and Kirsten Get to Work is recorded at community-powered KMRE 102.3 FM in Bellingham, Washington, and streaming at kmre.org. And thanks to our sound engineer, Kevin Leja. Thanks, Kevin.